is it Halloween yet? <laughs> good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Introvert Supercast. We're here today with the one and only Beatbox Ton. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> Ton, I have no room in here. I know. I walked in and also, <laughs> where am I supposed to sit? <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> Okay, last week, previously, on the Introvert Supercast. No, it doesn't sound good. It sounded better on when we used to do. On the introverts. On yeah, when we did previously, previously on, on 8-bit. 8-bit. Yeah. yeah, previously on the introverts. No, previously. Previously. I'd like to bring that back in, though. I we, love we that. need to think about how to do that because yeah. yeah. Previously on. So on our 8-bit Supercast podcast. Well, yeah. we had 8-Bit Fix. You might want to ex- explain that now that you brought yeah. that up. <laughs> uh, many, many years ago, back in like 2009, we had a podcast, and we thought of this really neat idea because we, Ton and I, would watch X-Men cartoons together. All the time. The good we X-Men cartoons. loved it, yeah. Where Wolverine sounded like he was Australian. Little and do we know. Rogue was... Oh. He was played in the future by an Australian. Jackman, Hugh Jackman, he's Australian. Oh, right. But uh, yeah, his <laughs> accent, if you watch the old cartoons, oh my gosh, it was so great with Morph. I loved Morph. Um, Gambit was fantastic. Jubilee was my mm-hmm. boo. Um, but I loved Gambit and in, in, uh, Rogue. Mystique. Yeah. And then Mystique's kid. Um, um. Nightcrawler. <laughs> Both of us. Um. Nightcrawler. Right. Yeah. Oh, man, that was such and great. But Beast was awesome. Oh, I loved Beast. Um, yeah. but, uh, when we would do the podcast, we thought of the old X-Men cartoon, would say previously on X, on X-Men. Mm-hmm. And so we would, on the old podcast, <laughs> we'd say previously on 8-Bit and we would do a recap. Of like a funny thing that happened. Something, yeah, that happened yeah. on the, uh, on the podcast. So that was really, really cool. And I uh, just thought of that right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so previously we were talking about Halloween and we have everything up. We even added, Ton added like a flesh <laughs> skeleton. skeleton, yeah. So I got a, I bought a skeleton mm-hmm. and through some tutorials, I made it look all fleshy and rotting. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. Because we can't just have a regular skeleton out there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone's got a regular skeleton. Yeah, I wanted it to look really cool. Yeah, and it looks, it looks kind of disgusting in a good way. <laughs> I could have made it look really gory, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to. Go yeah. that far. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, we made the fire window, which you can just Google that or YouTube that. And mm-hmm. we did that one and uh, it looked it looked pretty good. Yep. I, I went out to go get this, the, the material and stuff like that. And then you were like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started on the window. I was like, hey, that sounds like a plan. Cool. Like I was planning on doing it. But you do that while I went to go start my fleshy corpse. Yeah. <laughs> and um. I'm glad you took that one over because I would have been taping the material to the rod and you're all, I have these clamps from the green screen and I'm going to put it here and I'm going to, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God you did it. (laughs) Yeah, it actually worked out pretty good. Now it's just tinkering with the first night. It didn't look that great. And then the second night, the neighbor's like, yo, that looked really good. And I was like, okay, so you have to tweak it. and And you did some more tweaking. Yeah, but it just, it's a bummer because... This is our game room. It's a dedicated game room. <laughs> and now I have like the window has the material uh, with like a bar on the bottom and crates that are holding it and then fans <laughs> and another lights. 
is it an oscillating fan? Is that what it's called? Something like that where it's, it rotates. So I have that on the podcast table that's blowing towards the window. So it makes it look like the curtains are flapping so that when we shine the red and orange light, it looks like fire. And it does. It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, I came in here and you also had to move what was on the windowsill because that's a nice yeah. little, um, what do they call those? Like bench like windowsills? Like a bay, not a bay window, but. Yeah, there's a word for it, but it has like that little like kind of. A ledge, you can sit on it. Yeah, you can actually throw some pillows there and it'd be a really cool window. But uh-huh. we have this like um, couch thing that turns into a bed thing. Mm-hmm. And then in front of it, with the back against it. And then, so you put the big old, um, Titanfall. Yeah. The big old Titanfall statue there. Mm-hmm. And then a couple like uh persona oh, five limited edition. And then you whatever, put my cookie jar there too. Oh yeah. Portal. My persona five. Yep. Yeah. Portal cookie Just jar. a bunch of video game trinkets. trinkets that we have all around the game room. So that was all over the podcast table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it looks good, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready for Halloween because on Halloween, uh, we put up a projector on the the main. We have a really large window in the front, and we broadcast uh, holograms. And the neighbors are always going crazy, like, "Whoa, how did you do that?" I'm like, "It's called YouTube, bro. Look it up." <laughs> you know, everyone's like fascinated by all the things I know, we the do. Fire like, in the other just, big window. And... Yeah, if you Google all this stuff, it's all on the internet. You yeah, know? but um, yeah, I can't wait for Halloween. Now we get it going, give out candy, scare the kids, and then take it all down. And we usually have to, because you and I usually do something scary. Mm-hmm. Last year, Zion's um, Borderlands. was really good. It was so good. I think he might, he should redo that again. I yeah. really loved that one. No, everyone's going to be squid men. Yeah. Well, and then so he, Tito would usually do Spider-Man or something like that. Like he was the one in charge of giving the candy to the little kids that didn't want to come up to the Yeah, door. to us because Tom was a witch doctor and I was uh, Michael Myers. Witch is doctor. That yeah, witch doctor. I think, isn't that what that is? No, it's um, plague doctor. Oh, yeah, same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> Witches, plagues, eh, you know. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you know, and we talked about this before. It's like, it's a plague doctor the year before COVID hit. I was like, oh. oh yeah. And then doing it during COVID, I was like, uh. I don't know, but I didn't want to go get something else. And unfortunately, I kind of wanted to get something else because it's so humid here. And having a mask on, like you take it off and my my face is like dripping Mm -hmm. and I can't wear my glasses and I try wearing my contact. I can't see for crap under there whatsoever because it gets foggy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like trying to like reach my hand in the candy thing and trying to like aim it in there, Mm -hmm. whatever they're holding up, the bag or whatever. And I'm like, I think my hand's in there. I'm like, I might be dropping the candy on the floor. I can't see. Dude, we were so ghetto. We had pillowcases when we were kids. I was thinking that I'd go bags or whatever they no, have. They might cases. have pillowcases, but I don't I don't think I ever... Kids don't do that anymore. They have uh, little, like, H-E-B bags. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Buckets. That makes sense. But I don't... Uh, the only time I did the pillowcase thing is when my bag was too full, and then you want to, like, dump it in the pillowcase or whatever mm-hmm. and then leave a few in there so they think you just started yeah because we used to get a ton of candy and now i look back like i do things now where i'm like the kids when they do it i'm like you guys really don't need that candy you're just doing it for the fun of it like just mm-hmm. give it back out to the kids you know like just 
give it to give it I to end kids. up taking all the extra candy to work and giving it to mm-hmm. the guys because we don't we don't really eat much candy here. But um, yeah, so It'll Halloween, yeah, Halloween. I can't wait. Uh, I wish it's not next week. It's the week after next week. Is it already? That's next quick. week. Is a, I think is the seventeenth. Is next Sunday, and then oh, the dang. following Sunday, I think is the thirty first. Yeah, something then, like that. I don't know. And it's cool because I'm looking at at our neighbors across the street, and they have their stuff going. Yeah. So we we usually have our our houses like we're catty corner, and we have ours like decorated like really crazy. Yeah, we all we always throw down. We always throw down. Yeah. And so then afterwards, we just go cross street and oh, hang no, out with so them. <laughs> the seventeenth is next week, and okay. then the twenty fourth is the following week, and then okay. the thirty first. So we have three more Are Sundays. You sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Today's the tenth, right? Yes, October 10th, episode 53. Mm-hmm. Wow, so there's four Sundays. No. Five oh, Sundays. Oh, okay, because it's on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what was confusing me. Okay. Not that I didn't believe you. I just forgot it was on a Sunday. Yep. So dumb. Why can't yeah. it be a Saturday or I Friday? These things I have in the game room, it's just kind of annoying, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, this week uh, we kind of watched Pokemon Secrets of the Jungle featuring <laughs> Zarude. That's so rude. I know. It was... Um, How rude. No, I fell asleep. No. It was predictable. It wasn't getting my attention. So you I, guys kind of watched it and I, I really, sat there. Yeah, I didn't really like it. I thought this was it was terrible, and I was like, I don't know how kids like this cartoon. Okay, so it wasn't just me. I was just like, yeah, I was, cannot get into this. I can't. Yeah. I didn't like it. It was terrible. And then we saw Dave Chappelle's The Closer. I fell asleep. That was a banger. I freaking love Dude, that is, we are very blessed to have the goat with us. And he, he is the Richard Pryor of our generation. Uh, we caught Richard Pryor at the tail end of his uh, career. I thought you were going to say we caught him live. As a, you mean Dave Chappelle? Oh. No, no, yeah. yeah. So we are able to now really uh have Chappelle and he is he is truly uh Mount Rushmore of comedy Carlin Chappelle Pryor um what's that guy that passed away um the Don Don Rickleson Don Rickles yeah Rickles yeah I was close yeah uh but uh I mean there's there's a lot there's a lot of old old guys also that are that really like George Carlin that actually broke the the whole mold. That I can't name think of sounds his name. familiar and I can't. Oh, is he the one that would always wear black? Yeah. Okay, I know he's. <laughs> On Scary Movie, he was the architect. <laughs> he would watch her showering. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was Scary Movie that. 2 or 3. <laughs> I don't remember. I do like the Italian guy uh, that's going to be in the Mario Brothers movie. Oh yeah. Sebastian Malscano. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's great, but uh, he's, not a, he's not a goat. Oh, you know who I do like? Bill Burr. Yeah, but he's the guy. <laughs> John Levitz. He's always sweating when he does his sets because he's running back and forth. What the hell is his name? Uh, Rob Schneider? No, and then he had like a hair like this, and he was wearing like a green. Oh, 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 Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't think of his name. So he's funny so hilarious oh my gosh and he just runs back and forth you're like dang you have so much energy oh it's yeah dude, he's great i love cat williams yeah 
I could watch that one episode, that one. Pimp Chronicles, yes. <laughs> that is oh so good. God. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we, funny. So Closure was great. Uh, they're trying to cancel him, you know, whatever. Um, and then also I saw the Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury fight. It was interesting because at the beginning, he dropped Deontay Wilder. And then Deontay Wilder got up and dropped Tyson Fury twice. And then he got up and then Tyson Fury dropped Deontay oh Wilder. Oh my gosh. It was so weird with these giant guys because anything could happen. And uh, it happened. It was it was interesting. Uh, but uh, I think that's pretty much sums up. Oh, oh, I got new Amiibo. Ton, look. This is the new Metroid Amiibo. These are hard to see, get. Let me see. I hadn't looked at them. Yeah. There's a new okay, Metroid Samus. I love those colors. I don't like it only because. Spider-Man? No, because I like the OG. Oh, I know. I think Samus. it looks cool, though. And this is the this is the son of a. That tries to kill me. E-M-M-I-M-E. This kind of looks like a, a mix between the big Titan figure statue. Portal? Yes, and Gladys. Atlas. Gladys? Oh, yeah, Glad Gladys, yeah. I was going to say Wheatley, but no, more Gladys than anything. And then that that thing, no, no, because it has claw things. <laughs> just, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Looks pretty cool, though. I like them. They do look neat, right? Mm -hmm. I like the way they feel. I do like her colors in this one. Yeah. So, I yeah, like we got new Amiibo for the new Metroid. Amiibo. Yeah, that was cool. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that's all. That was the recap for what the fourth is that? What, is that what today is? Today's the tenth. Tenth, the tenth. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and get into it. Ah, Ton. Let me see. What should we talk about? Should we talk? Okay, let's do this. Is Media Molecule? The new team I go. <laughs> what, how, what, do you, what do you do? Okay, we have Hell's Kitchen, Jim Ryan. And he is he's completely different. You know how he's running this Sony ship. And also the, the other guy worked for Guerrilla Games. Uh, I can't. He worked for um, Horizon Zero Dawn, whatever his name is. But he's those two guys from the UK are running this whole Sony ship. Mm -hmm. So what do they do with Media Molecule? What's the last thing they came up with? Dreams? Mm -hmm. It took them how long? We oh, gosh. saw Dreams. Was it E3 that they showed Dreams? Um, or was it after we... No, we let we no longer went to E3 and they showed it. No, they started showing it while we were there. Because I remember we were at a press conference and they were showing them doing the little drawing in the air thing. Oh, but it was like no. a quick thing. I think it was the year where they're like, you, you can share your games. I want to say it was that year. Where it was... Boyas and Shuhei Yoshida. Mm -hmm. yeah. I could have swore it was that year. I don't know, but that game was in development. It was in development for a long time, and then all of a sudden it came out and freaking it just. The only thing people would talk about is like, "Hey, did you see this Sonic game made on Dreams?" And hey, there's a Mario game they made on Dreams, and these weren't even good games. It was just, it was just neat to see people. If I may. Go ahead. The game was officially announced at Sony Interactive Entertainment's press conference at E3 2015. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry, I just... 
I had to look that up because I was like, I, I remember it. I remember. Yeah. And I think that's that same year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Sorry. Had to remember. But, um, yeah, so what do you do with that team? Because you remember Team Igo, they, they announced The Last Guardian back on PlayStation 3. We were at that conference during the announcement. Oh, gosh, yeah. And then it went silent. 2009. Yeah, it went silent. Oh, no, 2010. I don't know. We were there. And, uh, you know, we were excited. It was Team Ico. We're like, dude, come on. Uh, or Team Eco, whatever whatever they Ico. call it. Eco, yeah. Because they, they released um, Shadow of Colossus, Eco. We're like, this is great. And then this one, The Last Guardian. Yikes. It was okay. Uh, it was more of an experience <laughs> for whatever that means. But um, what happened? They took down their dark angel because it was really windy and they were afraid he was going to break. And I was oh. like, oh, good. I thought, I thought something bad happened to him. Yeah. One of the decorations. Yeah. Okay. So what do you, I, I'm, I'm pretty um, sure knowing how Jim Ryan is, the way he's talking about these big bangers and, you know, the AAA games. It's not going to be Media Molecule. No, but what do you do with that team? Well, they clearly have talent. They have a lot of talent. But but the thing that frustrated me about Media Molecule mm-hmm. is when, um, not the last year at PlayStation Experience that we went, which was the last one, they were really cool then. But the, one of the times before, they just seemed to be real snobby. Like they were getting kind of snobby. Um, and I can't pinpoint what it was that I was like, well, they're, you know, they're just... Not who you who the team that they make it seem yeah. to be like when you're watching you know or playing Little Big Planet three and you see the character I say watching because I've played through it and had to watch you know the kids go through it and um, you know you'd see their their faces <laughs> the, pop up the and the juxtaposition of them and, showing like cute wholesome lovable yeah. and then all of a sudden you meet them and you go oh yeah snobs that's what it really <laughs> like what I was getting from them the last time though they were really cool we were. Uh, I was telling him how I'm like a huge Tearaway fan. Huge, huge, huge. One of my all-time favorite games, right? Yeah. And he sent us to the guy who's no Atua. longer with them. Who, Iota and Atua. Whom, who, yeah, who created the game and stuff. And we went to go like, you know, sing praises about it to him. And I, we know we're not going to see that again. Unfortunately, yeah. Because that, that game on the Vita was <sighs> so special. It was I, the, that game, the back touchscreen actually... Yes. It was like the only game that I thought was pretty neat where you'd hit the back and it would tear through. Yes. Like, what? That's yes. so crazy. It, it, it will forever be one of my all-time favorites. And it's the one that gave me that Christmas morning feeling mm-hmm. every time I played it. It's just like, oh, gosh. Can't even it explain how amazing that game was to me. That game wasn't received very well, I don't it think. It wasn't. And it's very unfortunate because I would have loved to see that continue and see all the cool things. Like, I really loved it on the Vita, but mm-hmm. I really would have liked to see more iterations of it. And the newest little big planet, uh-uh. Oh, well, they, I didn't, they only did one and two. Yeah. The Three other was two done was done by someone Digital, else. Yeah, Sumo that's Digital. right. And also the Vita version was done by Sumo Digital, I believe. And then this fourth one, which was trash. I didn't like three. I beat three, and I was like, this felt soulless. And then I beat four. No, I didn't even beat four. I was like, this is, uh, as the Hispanics say, caca. Um, <laughs> you say garbage, and then you say caca. Yeah, because I was going to say caca, but this was like, what the <laughs> hell? 
What the hell is caca? It means poop. Poo poo. <laughs> uh, I didn't like uh, Little Big Planet four, and what bothers me is this team. Little Big Planet one I thought was amazing. Right. I, don't, I didn't like the floating mechanics of Sackboy. Mm-hmm. He was a little a little too floaty, mm-hmm. and I thought, dude, guys, tie it, tighten the controls like Mario, like a Mario game. You love the Mario games because the controls are so darn tight. Like perfect. If you see a little, a little half a brick, you know you can land on it with a Mario game. You're like, yeah. oh, I know exactly how to land on that. Yeah. And with this little big planet, you're like, oh, my legs are going crazy, and you know I don't know what's going on here. But um, it's weird because like I think they wanted it that way. They must have because Be- part two they didn't fix it. Yeah, and think about like remember the thing that Zion would play on the character the uh creation yeah mm-hmm. and it was those two fighting things yeah and it was all real there's another game like that too where you just like kind of fall and it's just real awkward yeah and kids like that and i'm like why I, yeah I don't why know. you want to you want it to work in a predictable manner not mm-hmm. like i don't know what's gonna well, happen you know yeah then again gang beast is fantastic in that yeah you know but um that's the one I was oh, that I was thinking of. So two was great. Three, um, they introduced those the bird, the big guy. Remember, um, like little characters that would play differently. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about part three. Yeah, that's we had the shirts. Was. Yeah, that's how I remembered is because of the shirts. I didn't play through it all. Well, at the conference, I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not Media Molecule. Who is that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play through yeah. all of that. So I completely forgot about part three. And then the new one. One just, no. had fantastic music. Two had uh, fantastic Dr. music. Three it. had crap. Four, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 they took the magic out. And then they released Tearaway on the Vita. It was awesome. It was a small team. I guess kind of experimental. I loved it. I loved it, too. <laughs> and then they so ported sad. it to the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, was still great. extra special if you had the camera because there would be the parts camera? where they would show the sun. Like, yeah. like in, in other words, almost like the creator, God or whatever is the sun. And then if you had the camera, it would look at the sun and the camera was your face. And it's not really like a God thing, but it's kind of like, you know, you're creating these mm-hmm. little origami things and you're playing with your toys mm-hmm. and you're taking your toys on this adventure and you're like, oh, Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're showing their appreciation to me? Mm-hmm. me because I created them, and I oh my gosh! And there's really neat parts where it'll break the fourth wall. Yes, and it goes into your controller, and you hear them in the controller, and you go, "What?" Yeah, and they'll this turn so around crazy. and start talking to you, and you're like, <gasps> mm-hmm. like all those things that you wanted to happen when you were little, and <laughs> you play with your toys and stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's just. And then you have to like tap the controller, uh, the big big center button yeah to like have them like explode or whatever it's just it, it was really creative and and i think the things that they do outside of the game for for the players like hey they release like and i, I hope that's still there i would love to still find it they released um patterns for mm-hmm. the main characters that you can go ahead and create them you know origami and have them around your house and stuff like that i hope that's still online somewhere i'm sure it is um but it kind of does that special thing to you because you're creating them and then you play the game and you're like oh like there's more of an attachment they to the that characters that way every everything you see there like every character they made they made it they made it, yeah. made it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they but, had it all over their office mm-hmm. and stuff. I remember that. And that was a fantastic game. So, like, these guys are so creative. They're, like, really artistic. Very. And just different. So, I love them. Mm-hmm. Sony grabbed them. This is great. Dreams comes out. And the story for Dreams is really cool. I, I loved it. It took so long for it to come out that it just, I didn't end up playing it. So, yeah, I played it and I beat the whole campaign. It was great. Like, I think everyone should play that. Really? And then I'm not into the creative mode. I'm like, I don't care about that. And see, that's why I thought, I remember thinking that it it was just all going to be a creative game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not that creative as I used to think I was. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But gosh, maybe I'll jump onto that. But the thing is, is that I think... If they came back with another little big planet, this team, I don't know how it would be. Well, no, I think they would need to do a whole new IP. I think so too, because they got, it seemed like they got burnt out of little big planet. They didn't want to do it anymore, mm-hmm. but don't give that to Sumo Digital. Nintendo, well, I guess they did it with Metroid. They gave other M mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Um, Ninja, Team Ninja, I believe. And then this one they gave to Steam Mercury, the, the Dread. But I'm like, this is, they, for a minute there, they were really pushing Sackboy. Yeah. Where yeah. we had Mod Nation Racers on PS3, which I loved. And then uh, that was United Front and San Diego Studios. And then they released um, that game for the Vita. And then, no, for the PlayStation Plus, And then they released it for PlayStation Vita. And it really didn't. It wasn't as good as the PlayStation 3 version. And the only thing that hurt the PlayStation 3 version was the loading mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. They were hideous because right. of the create your stage, create your level. Yeah. But I think that should have been the option because do you remember people were making Mario Kart stages? On, yeah. Dude, that was so good. And then I love that franchise. I what did Sony did, they got rid of it and put Sackboy in there. Yeah. So it, instead of a Mod Nation Racer, right. they put Little Sack Racer. Yeah, I know. And I was like, are you kidding me? And the game was trash. That game was poison. Yeah, that yeah. was United Front. I think still. Yeah, did it. I didn't. I didn't care for that either. But they were pushing the Sackboy thing, and now Media Molecule doesn't want to touch it. Okay, they don't mm-hmm. want to touch Tearway. Make a Tearway too. Okay, um, Dreams tanked. So I'd be now afraid of them making a Tearway too because they don't have the original. Sell. Yeah, yeah. Especially since the first one wasn't received, which oh, it's so mind blowing to me. But yeah. Since it wasn't received well, and then the main creator is gone, mm-hmm. I I'm afraid of them. They wouldn't touch it, but they would need a new IP and yeah, and they can do a new IP. Yeah, but how long is it going to take? I don't know. So it shouldn't take as long as Dreams. That's for sure. Yeah, they they definitely didn't make their money back on Mm-mm. the Last Guardian or Dreams. Mm-hmm. So, I sure hope they're not the new team eco it there they are right now they're the new team eco they're putting out one game every how many years well meanwhile naughty dog Mm -hmm. santa monica studios uh well polyphony digital they're putting out it's taking a long time for them to put out games too and it for the average person to come in and be like oh well that's easier to do because it's just a shooter and you slap another story on it and you do this but from the outside perspective, it seems harder to come up with something a little bit more or a lot more artistic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From, from, from the average person, yeah. that's the perception. I don't know. Uh, I think we need to see something quickly. And I, 
I know. What, whatever it is, as long as it's not dreams, I don't want it related to dreams. Like, okay, you tried it. Good. Burn that. Give me a fresh new IP for the PlayStation yes. 5 with the haptive feedback. Like, I'm surprised they didn't touch Astro Boy. I know. I was thinking that too. And I was thinking, I wish they would have had something for Astro the Bot. launch. Sorry, Astrobot. Oh, he said Astro Boy. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, not Astro Boy. Um, but yeah, I was actually thinking about that while you were talking about Little Big Planet. But um, if they would have had a new IP ready to go for the PlayStation 5, that would have been ideal. At least, if not when it was ready to go, the year after its release, which would have been this holiday season. But the long, I mean, I can't say the longer they're waiting, the worse it is. But it, they, I think a new IP is just their best bet and it needs to happen now if it's not already in the works. But I think we would have heard something by now. I don't know. I know Infamous. I should check something. They just said Infamous. Uh, there was a developer on Resetera, Reset Era, and uh, he was like, you know, people are like, I can't believe they didn't show anything. We don't have anything from this year to this year. And he's like, so you think just because we haven't shown anything that we're not working on something? I mean, they have to be of working course. on things. What are they doing? It takes you like know? five years, five to seven years to make a game. So, of course, everyone. And I know Media Molecule is doing something yeah. or else Sony would have just dropped them. Wow. They were in 2019. Um, they were considered the best. Uh, one of the best places to work. They, they were the winner. After, I think, didn't they? That's why I just think I just ran into the wrong people that one year. But it just leaves a lasting impression, you know what I mean? Yeah. So right now, they have um, current positions available. They have online content editor, associate producer, audio programmer, creator toolset programmer, DevOps programmer, game systems, okay, uh, senior sound designer, graphics programmer, and there's more. I'm just kind of skipping through these. I think it was, yeah, I think it was. in general, animators, senior producer. So they're, they're working on something. I can't wait because they're so talented, but I'm sure they're in Hell's Kitchen right now with Jim Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's never good. It's never good to, to do that because uh, you want the creative, creative juices to flow. Well, on this one, I'm looking at the senior environment artist um, job posting. Mm-hmm. But this says March 2021, March 8th. That's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting time to be part of Media Molecule as we look for, uh, look to further push the creative boundaries of gaming. We are evolving and growing rapidly. As a result, we are now looking for a seasoned, super talented senior environment artist to join the Media Molecule studio. But from March 2021? I don't know. I guess we'll see what uh, what they have up there. Bag. <laughs> oh, what are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? What are you playing? I didn't look at you. I know you didn't. You looked over. Looked over. <laughs> I was going to say up there, sack, but I didn't want to say sack. No wonder, because I was going to ask you. I was, I'll wait till he's done doing his video play. And I was like, what the heck did you mean by their bag? I was trying to use a, a pun, and I was going to say sack. And I go, that is not a good one to use. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. Did you see my face? I was like, huh? 
<laughs> oh man. Oh. Oh yeah. That was. And then you would say in there, not up there. <laughs> I guess either way, it's. <laughs> I guess uh, Jim Ryan needs to grab their sack. <laughs> And then it made you like press all these weird buttons because you're. Because I was like, I was trying to process what I said. <laughs> I was trying to process what and you said I too. Just pushed a button like, like, uh, audience <laughs> cue, like, <laughs> laughing track or something. Uh, Todd, what are you playing? <laughs> well, this week I did play something different. What? <laughs> <laughs> So, well, I was feeling that way, and I was really excited to play Alan Wake uh, remake. I loved the original. Like I said, couldn't get through it because I was so scared. Oh, my god! But the game is so good. Like, I just love the premise. I, you know, I love... It's so different. I, 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 I love writers, and um, yeah, I, I went ahead, and I was like, all right, I'm pumped. You're going to be sitting with me. I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be scared. Turn it on. No, you turn it on. Shut off all the lights. Just turn no, on the ones that are. I put the surround sound on. I put the hue, hue sync where it synchronizes the TV with all the lights in the room. So when it's dark, the room goes dark. And then when there's a flashlight on the right-hand side, you see a bright on the right-hand side of the room. It's really neat. It really <laughs> makes everything immersive. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> and... I, I realized what I really can't stand about the game. I was waiting for you to ask, was it, but what you're are they sitting here thinking. The, the darkness or the, what are those shadow people called? The dark? Shadow, I don't know. I was going to sing and I stopped myself because that's a bad habit. Um, no. Well, I mean, yeah, them, but more so is that there will be like a loud noise going on. And I'm like, what is that? What's going on? And I'm like spinning in circles and you're all, stop it. I go, no, I just can't. Like, what's that noise? I can't concentrate. I can't move forward because that noise is like, like I, I've realized because the wife has a fear of the dark, right? Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. And actually I do too. I, I, it's probably not as severe as hers, but I don't like to be outside at night. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those weird things. I just, not as bad, but... Yeah. I don't like it because I can't see what's going on, right? And then with that noise happening and you had the surround sound going and it's something loud, like it sounds like this, like... like A tornado? Yeah, I was going to say like an airplane mm -hmm. or something going on. But yeah, like, like you're in the middle of a tornado, but you can't see what's going on. All you're doing is hearing things mm -hmm. and I can't take it. So I'm constantly, when I'm running away from this shadow guy... I turn around to see if he's still there. So that way I can see how much faster, you know, you have to save your stamina and then you run and stuff. So I kind of turn around to see if he's still there before I keep running so I can preserve my stamina. And you're like, stop it. What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. That's what I do in real life. <laughs> and, and me, like, I can't, I can't understand where I'm like, I hear the tornado behind me, so I'm like, I'm going to run forward. But I don't know where it's coming from. I'm not going to look back because I guess uh, I know that the light is good. So if I see a light like a mile away, I don't care what's happening behind me. I don't want to look at it. I'm running, running towards the light. And if I hear breathing or someone running behind me, 
I'm not going to turn around because I'm going to have to reload a gun, reload a flashlight, or they're going to jump me. So I'm going to keep running until I have to turn around. I'm, I'm getting and Tong would now. just stop and turn around. Like, what are you doing? Like, you want to fight these guys? I'm like, you got to reload your flashlight before you fight these guys. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you. When you were a kid, mm-hmm. and I can't believe I've never asked you this before, but whenever you were afraid mm-hmm. and you felt like there was something in the room, because you know kids yeah. are active imaginations, right? Yep. Were you the kind that would cover your head under the blankets, or were you the kind that would put your back to a wall and survey, sur- survey the room and be like, whatever it is, I'm going to see it coming? Uh, I would first get naked. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, I would cover myself. And I'm not. I had a, like a, it was a special blanket that would protect me. So I would put it over my head. Well, is that what you I were thinking? Safe. No. Yeah. Sorry, and it worked babe. because look, I, nothing ever happened Why to me. Why are you flexing your muscles? Because that's what this the, the <laughs> what blanket would doing? do to me. <laughs> the blanket made me strong. Made me like Colossus. No. See, I was the kind um I would have my body covered, but my face would be out and I would put my back against the wall and I'd be looking to see where the noise is coming from, what's going to happen if I see something. I'd rather someone just shoot me in the back of the head than me see the, the guy walk up to me with a gun going, I'm going to shoot you in the back of the head. No, no, I no, don't no, know no, why no, though, no, 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 no. but I've always been like that. So like whenever I'd turn off the lights, I don't know if I've mentioned this here. I know you know this, but I would turn off the lights in the kitchen when I was younger I won't say a little bit younger. <laughs> and if I had to get to my room, I would have all the lights on, right? So that way I'd flip it off in the kitchen, shut it off in the living room, shut it off in the hallway, shut it off in the bedroom. But I would also, if I had that weird feeling on my back, like something's there, mm-hmm. I would put my back against the wall in the hallway. And then I would kind of like scoot against the wall. And then if there was a doorway that I was coming up to, I'd like have to prep myself to like, jump to the other wall and put my back against the other wall. Mm-hmm. And I bounced back against the walls until I got to my room because I had to see to make sure nothing was behind me. Wow. Maybe you didn't know it in that much detail, but yes. Yeah. So that's why in the game I was turning around to be like, are they still there? Or are they not? Because I don't want to have that feeling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it, but that's that's not how I play. <laughs> You're all, dang, Tanya, I didn't know it was that extreme. <laughs> yeah. What did you so, think of the game? It was really good. It's it it so right? scary. <laughs> it's so, it's so scary. good. I was really trying to be strong. I just, oh, God. I just finished the first episode, and I was, it, it's weird because I like the game a lot, but I want, the episode to hurry up and end so I could shut it off. I was kind of getting nauseated. I don't know if it's all the spinning. I don't know if it's me with like my stomach all clenched and stuff because I'm terrified. But yeah, like I feel like I can't even run. I like I am in a dream and my legs are like noodles. You know how you're in a dream and you can't run, right? Well, I'm like that in the game because I'm so scared. I'm running into walls. I'm running into stuff because I'm so scared. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great game. Like I, I really miss, I miss that game. There's nothing like it. It's like, no. mm-hmm. you know, third person shooter or like Devil May Cry, but you have a flashlight and a flare gun. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I guess it's just the story because it's just, it's just really neat and different, you know? Oh, I love that. 
It's Sorry. a palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I it's crazy because bits and pieces are coming back to me where I remember I'm like, oh, I remember later on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say too much in case people haven't played it, but I, I remember something about a car later on. Like I know now what happens in the first episode, but mm-hmm. there are bits and pieces coming back to me about later on what happens. Mm-hmm. So I did, I must have gotten further. But um, the first time I played it through. And I can't really remember what happens in the end. And I'm glad because it's kind of like I'm playing this all over from the beginning. And like I said, I didn't beat it, but I know I watched you because I was like, I just can't do it. There's some great moments in that game still. Like, I love this, the first, just the way it it seems like a show. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was just so neat where I'm like, oh, man, this was great. Like, people need to play this game and then come up with their own, like, creative juices to model their game into a way where this one was just so different do that with their game you know what i'm saying because it's truly is a one of a kind where we're sitting there playing third person shooters like gears of war or like devil may cry and it's like this is a story game like kind of yeah. like what the last of us tried to do but more well, yeah. of like walking dead did it walking dead which one the the first game on the vita Oh, the one that's on the PlayStation? Yeah, that's a great game. Mm-hmm. With Clementine? Yes. Oh, I love that one. But that's still different. Mm-hmm. Because this, it puts it like a like a, a story of a writer that has, a, you know, writer's block. Yeah. And then he's watching a story of him writing the stories yeah. as he's finding pages of the book that he wrote, but can't remember writing. And then... It, it just goes into this weird, turns into a TV show, and you're like, wow, this is just so many different things going on. And I need it's to just read fun. those. I wasn't reading them when I found them because I was too busy running and screaming. <laughs> so was, I need to go back and read what they say. And, and again, I love the radio. Yeah, but, and, and the, the TV. TV. But it, what I was thinking of, usually a game will have you find, you know, we talked about this before, the trope of finding like recordings, right? Mm-hmm. But this one has the radio, mm-hmm. the TV, mm-hmm. and the book pages. Yeah. I'm like, dang, it's so good. It's so good. And then the shining references. And then as they're going up the mountain, which is usually in a lot of scary movies, but I was like, that looks like Kubrick's version of The Shining where they're going up through the, I mean, it was in also Stephen, the, the book. Uh, version as well where they're going up in the the mountain and stuff like that to get to the the over overlook let's say overwatch hotel yeah um just a lot of little things like that where it's just it's it's really neat i love it yeah that was great i can't wait i can't wait to beat it again Uh, i'm just i have so many so many games i just don't know if i'm going to be able to do it I'm trying to be honest with myself here. I'm like, I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, ah, <laughs> is it almost over? Yeah. I don't know. How many, how many episodes are there? I don't remember, but me I just, neither. I was sucked in and I just was like, when a game hooks me, I, I don't stop. I just keep playing it. And the problem is when some games don't hook me, I'm just like, like I bought that fist and it's a Metroidvania. Uh-huh. And I'm like, eh, it didn't really hook me. And I was like, whoa. I just forgot about it till I just saw my, I saw it on my on my PlayStation Five and I was like, hmm, maybe I'll go back to it. I don't know. I got Metroid. Yeah, but, but you know what's weird? I don't know how I got through Walking Dead. 
Well, that wasn't really scary. It was more of a... For um, me, it was scary. Dude, it was a fantastic story. I think that was uh, one yeah. of my game of the years, the year it came out. Yeah, for me, it was scary. It was so good and so sad. Oh, man, I loved it. Yeah, and then I don't know how I got through The Last of Us because I tried playing it again at one point, and I'm like, I can't do it this. It wasn't really scary. Yes, it was. The clickers were scary, but... Oh, hell no. But um, I don't know how I did it. I got, I, you know why? You know how I did it? Because I was sent a review copy and I had to yeah. suck it up and just get it done. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's why I just had to just, I had to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hopefully I can take this in episodes and. Yeah. One at a time. Yeah. That's something I didn't even talk about in the, in what we were doing and what we've been up to. Oh, yeah, you were watching the Squidward game? The Squidward game. Yeah. I mean, that segment passed, so. Yeah, imagine the poor kid is like, Mom, I want the Squid game uh, costume, and then she brings him a Squidward costume. <laughs> well, kids should I not wanted. be watching that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, that's, no. But, uh, all right, what am I playing? What are you playing, <laughs> Gusto? Uh yeah, I played Alan Wake. It's fantastic. I want. I need a ton I to play. You just it. jump through, jump in, you know, and yeah. I I watched Tom play it, and I also played it, and I I'm just enamored with that game. I just love it so much. Um, I played Battlefield 2042 beta, and mm-hmm. I don't like it. Really, I'm just not. I'm not a a shooter guy. I mean, I like shooters. I'm but like what? Maybe it's because I don't have like. A squad of like eight guys, my friends, like, what's up, dude? Come on, let's go. And then laugh and then do stupid stuff. And I just jumped in. I'm like, this is chaos. There's bullets going everywhere, planes, tanks. And I was getting killed by planes, by tanks, by people. I was just like hiding in a bush going, man, this is chaos. I didn't like it. Um, I I don't, I'll get it if, if I have like a bunch of people saying, get it, let's all play together. But I'm not really... I liked. I enjoyed Halo on PC more than Battlefield, personally. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also played Metroid Dread, which is Steam Mercury's Mercury Steam. I don't recall if it's Steam Mercury or Mercury Steam. The guys that did Lords of the Shadows, um, which is like a, I think they're like a Mexican-based team, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they made this Metroid Dread, and I mean it's it's cool. What's what I'm struggling with, and it's a cool game, right? But I'm as I'm playing it, I'm wondering if I like it more because it's Metroid. Right. Like if it would have right. been Robot Man, if I would have been like, eh. Because oh. you have an attachment to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I hear some of the, the old sounds and some mm-hmm. of the old you know songs. I go, oh, I love that song. I want to hear more of it, you know? Or I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, look, it's Samus. Um, so that's what I'm, it's weird. I should just play it and just have fun with it, but... I'm playing it going, if it was Robot Man, would I <laughs> yeah. just put it down the way I let, you know, put a fist down and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's really cool. Um, it's got some really neat looking cutscenes, which kind of get annoying if you die a lot, because I die a lot. <laughs> you can't skip through them? You can, but you have to hit plus and the minus. That is then. just faster just to let it. I wish it was like Super Meat Boy, I guess, because we're so impatient now. We're just like, next, oh, next, 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 next. I mean, but if you've watched it one time, you would think it would be a little easier to skip through it. Yeah. One thing that's really annoying is I'll leave a section. Like, I'll kill everything in there. I'll leave the section. 
I'll come back. And they're and all they, there. They respond. And I'm like, oh. I hate that. Me too. Because I'm like, I, I go, okay, go. I know where to go. I run backwards and then I hit up an enemy in the head. I'm like, oh, I thought I killed you. I guess you didn't when I wiped the screen. I guess you came back. I hate when games do that. I know. And then like I, you, it's like you clear a room, like make it more mm-hmm. realistic. If I yeah. cleared a room, where'd they come out of the walls? Yeah. 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 So I get you. Yeah. That's one thing I don't like. And then I don't like this whole, the enemies like this, E M M I M E, this little robot guy, mm-hmm. the amiibo. And, um, it hunts me and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, cool. But then after a while I'm like, Oh, here it comes. Let me go ahead and become transparent. Let me hide. All right, let me go. Th- oh, here it comes again. You're making it sound not fun. Well, I want to get my... The fun of the game is getting upgrades. You're like, ooh, look at this. I could actually... I could do this now. Ooh, I got an extra gun now. I could... You know, I can do this now. I got more bullets. I got... Mm-hmm. So it's fun to become stronger. It's always fun. But um, I don't know. <coughs> I'm just playing it. It's Metroid. It's a. It's not the Metroid we deserve, bless you. But it's Thank the you. Metroid that uh, that we have until they come out with uh, the remake of mm-hmm. Metroid Prime trilogy or Metroid Four, Metroid Prime Four, I guess. So yeah, that's what I'm playing. I'll continue to play that, and then on the twelfth, I'll get uh, Back for Blood. Oh, yeah, I already yeah. pre-ordered that, and I went to go pick up Nickelodeon Smash, but they didn't have it. And I'm like, dude, you know, I think it's the guys that made uh, slap slapstick. Pretty pretty good. Uh, I wish they would have made PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, mm-hmm. but uh, they made this Nickelodeon game, and I, I I want it because it's fun. I thought it'd be fun for me and Zion to play with these Nickelodeon characters, mm-hmm. and then have a a traditional Smash like feel rather than the the new Smash feel. Yeah. So they just said it's not really as polished as. Um, People would have hoped, but it's only forty nine dollars. So, but that's that's what I'm that's what I've been playing. All right, Tom. Let's go ahead and get some news. I wish to run. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but that kid never get never gets old. I love that that little track. <laughs> All right, October tenth, episode fifty three. We got some news. I got a couple quick ones. Couple quickies. Um, uh, we'll start off with a couple quick ones here. So the new Switch OLED came out, and uh, although I think we would want it, I don't think we're going to get it. There's no need for it. Um, it's funny because the Vita came out with an OLED. Yeah. Like how many years ago? Like six, seven years ago. And Nintendo's like, "Ooh, we got an OLED screen." Like the Vita did it first. <laughs> but. Um, so when you get it, there's like a film, uh, like a protector over the screen. And I would think it'd be one of those, you know, when you buy electronics. Like a tempered glass? You know, well, you know how when you buy electronics, they have like that plastic film over it? And you peel it off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it looks like. But Nintendo's saying, don't peel it off. It's a protector for your uh, Nintendo Switch. And uh, what are they calling it? Let's see. I got a tempered glass for mine. It's referred to as an anti-scattering adhesive film. And it looks like it's one of those plastic things. But Nintendo's saying, uh, don't remove it. And it, it makes sense. It's like, hey, you know what? Cool. You know, as long as gonna... it doesn't affect gameplay. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't. No, but I'd 
probably peel it off and buy the really nice tempered right. glass one. Um, another quick quickie. Uh, Overwatch Halloween Terror 2021 event starts October 12th. Uh, those are always fun because they release new costumes. And it's fun to try something new. And Ton and I were watching the new Roadhog costume. He looks like Sweet Tooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been neat if they would have at least reached out to David Jaffe. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> hey, I don't think we have him in the news today, poor David Jaffe. <laughs> Somewhere out there. Uh, another quickie, quickie, uh, Gang Beast. We talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to come out on the N- Nintendo Switch on October 12th. And if you want to wait, December 7th, you can get a physical copy. Mm. Because those are always, I prefer physical copies than digital. But that game on the Switch, that sounds like a great time. As long as it could run good. Because remember, it came out on the Xbox One. No, did it come out on Xbox One? It came out on PlayStation 4. That's where we got it. And I don't know if the Switch can actually yeah, do that. Yeah, it has been that long, huh? I um, mean, PlayStation 5 just came out a year ago. <laughs> yeah, and I think one last quickie here. Cyberpunk 2077 is $10 at Target. Wow. Uh, up until Tuesday. So if you hear it. For what version? Uh, it's an Xbox uh, Series X or actually Xbox and PS4. Okay. But uh, they include the, I guess, the new PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions. Mm-hmm. You know, you can download that. So that's actually pretty neat. Those are quick ones there. Well, mine's going to be kind of lengthy. So it's um, PlayStation is rumored to be announcing a big remake this Christmas. And the rumor comes to us from a musician that claims to be involved in the soundtrack for the game. And she's a folk singer. She performs as the name is Ava now, which I, her her name before Ava was um, Iaba McMahon? McMahon? Mahon? Um, well, she was talking to an Irish radio station, WLR-FM's Lunchbox. And not being a gamer herself... <clears throat> she said that she was contacted by Michael McGlynn, who is an Irish um, composer, and he's done music for the gaming industry before. So she said, I recently uh, wrote a song for a PlayStation game with Michael McGlynn. That actually happened about a year and a half ago. It was just as the pandemic hit. So um, she had said that uh, it's an Irish language so okay she said that he told her look it's an irish language piece that they're looking for so um really what i was involved with was the lyric writing in the irish language and his daughter sang on the track and his wife arranged part of the choral parts and so did michael Uh, and he also worked with me on the language side of things so it was almost like a family effort Hmm. And she said, for ages, I wasn't allowed to really, you don't know what you're writing for. It's kind of undisclosed because they don't want it to get out. It's actually going to be announced at Christmas, the name of the game. I've heard of it now, and I have been told or had it confirmed it is a big game, which is great. So it's going to be an Irish language piece in the game, which is brilliant. So when you do an online search for McGlynn and video games, you can see that he's worked on Diablo 3 and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm. 
So the project is presumed to be Xenogears, which was released originally in 1998. And Yasunori Mitsuda is a composer who worked for the Chrono Xeno and Shadow Hearts franchises. He actually tweeted a picture last week of McGlynn and his daughter preparing to perform music remotely. So you can see that there's a tie-in where they're obviously working together. And then what Ava's saying, who she worked with, we're like, okay, so it's something, you know, Xeno-related, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we know, like, the major event that's coming up in December is... Uh, The Keeleys? Yeah, the VGAs, Mm -hmm. which takes place on December 9th. Um, But, I mean, if you give the video game community... One small hint. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I, I was going, I was like, oh, what is it? What is it? Big game. I was like, Sly Cooper? I was like, Resistance? Um, what is it? Sucker Punch isn't working on anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I w- it's been going through my head where I'm like, what the hell is it? You're still thinking? Yeah, I can't. I can't why, Even after all this? Yeah. Why? What do you think? I already said what it is. You think it's that? I mean, if it's an Irish game. And what do they say? Xeno what? Xenogears. Xenogears. Which was originally of- released in 1998. That's what it's presumed to be. If you th- that's why I said that the composer who worked on the, the original. Previous, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had tweeted a picture with him and McLean. I, I don't know. I guess when they, when they were saying it like a big game, I was like, Xenogears? Um, unless you think that that's just kind of to deter people. Is that what you're thinking? No, I just think when they're saying that like a big game, I'm like, Xenogears? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe. I, I was I was hoping something else that was big, you know? Yeah. So, well, well I guess we'll have to wait. I don't know if that would really... Excite. Oh. Yeah. Bunch of people, the masses, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, we'll stay tuned. Metroid, Metroid came out October eighth, and um, it leaked for uh, emulation. So people already have it running off emulators on their PC. Hmm. Metroid Dread, and believe it or not, they have it running in four K. <laughs> so it's kind of ironic that uh you know they didn't release their 4k handheld but yet you could play this exact right. game in 4k on your pc which is great for steam uh steam deck owners <laughs> now <laughs> when people say well you still need a nintendo and a pc maybe you don't need a nintendo <laughs> but i was even curious because i do have a copy <clears throat> i bought a copy of a net a metroid dread and we have several switches so i thought maybe i could try uh, playing the emulator on my PC because it's always fun to have backups of your games in, in mm-hmm. case something ever happens. But yeah, they have. There's two emulators you could run it on, and um, they're they're saying it runs pretty damn good. So if you guys um, there's go ahead and look it up online. I'll show you the two emulators that run it, and um, I don't know where you get a copy of the game. I have no idea. I don't do that stuff. But just Google it. <laughs> All right. Codemasters, which is the dev company behind the F1 and Dirt franchises, Derp. is working on its most, in quote, ambitious and biggest AAA game. That's so, crazy. That's pretty good. 
Yep, a few new job listings were spotted on the Codemasters website for an unannounced AAA racing game, and they call it their most ambitious and biggest AAA game. So we know that EA acquired Codemasters for $1.2 billion in February of this year and have added more IPs to their name with the acquisition. And also when, when they did the acquisition, EA said that they planned on releasing a new racing game every year and said that Codemasters would help it become the global leader in the racing in racing entertainment. That's going to be tough for them because Forza looks crazy mm-hmm. and Sony is going to release their Gran Turismo, uh, I think, in May. So these guys better have something because mm-hmm. Forza is like um, a different type of racing where you're, I guess, city or um, open world gaming mm-hmm. racing where Gran Turismo is racetrack racing. Right. So I don't know what Codemasters, I'm sure the racing community is going to love it, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, really quick. Here's another quick one. Uh, the Walking Dead's Rick Grimes has been added to Fortnite. So I don't know who that is. I don't not, know either. I'm sure your mom would know, but they're, they, they're, they keep adding more and more characters which this, I think this beats Smash Brothers for character appearances. Oh, um, he's the main character. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's the main guy. Oh, okay. So um, Twitch was hacked, and they're saying it was caused by a simple server misconfiguration, which is kind of funny because it looks like it was a human error over uh, an actual um, like system error or whatever. Yeah, like the Facebook one the other day. Mm-hmm. It was it a human error? Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It was oh, wow. uh, something to do with the, uh, I always, it's not the RGB, uh, it's some some router switch, some router in there. So uh, here it says, uh, this is coming from Gamefront. It says the huge hack and leak of Twitch's source code and confidential data was caused by a simple server misconfiguration. According to a new statement from Amazon-owned company, <laughs> hold on. That's terrible, which has provided an update on what's happened uh, and the ongoing investigation. The hack proven uh, devastating for the streaming platform with security experts noting this is as bad as it could possibly be. Wait, so there was a hack? <laughs> yeah, because a human error, I guess. They okay, didn't, they there was didn't a human configure error. figure it, right. so it was easy for hackers to go, oh, look at this. Oh, I see what you're saying. So this was from the get-go then, and hackers just barely did it, or they had like, they probably had an update and left something open. Um. Okay, this is what they said. Let's see. That's what I'm. We assuming. have learned that some data was exposed to the internet due to an error in the Twitch server configuration change. That was, okay, there was a change in it. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. Subsequently, uh, accessed by a malicious third party. Our team, mm. our teams are working with. Urgency to investigate the incident. As the investigation is ongoing, we are still in process of understanding the impact in detail. (laughs) So I guess everything's still on fire. We understand that this situation raises concerns, and we want to address some of those uh, here while our investigation continues. So uh, Leo, Leo was telling me, what's up? No, it's because I thought I'd look that up, but it seems like Facebook can... Instagram just also had um, another kind of problem at, like, midnight. Last night? hmm Well, but they're having all sorts of problems because mm-hmm. they're having people leak, like, what's going on in there where 
a bunch of crazy, dirty stuff is going on and they're just like not reporting it because they don't want people to know that, hey, we're actually observing all these things going on in the background. Mm -hmm. So they're like, hey, we didn't see anything. But uh, yeah, so everyone Twitch has been compromised and, and Leo was telling me like, I guess it's showing like uh, all these people that are making some mad cash because mm -hmm. it, it hit everyone. So, but whatever, it's it's Twitch. It'll, we'll fix it. Right. All right. Well, before being bought out by Microsoft, Obsidian had another acqui acquisition offer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Obsidian Studio head um, Fergus Urquhart stated, we were approached by another major publisher, and I was having lunch with one of the main people at the publisher. And they said, well, have you ever thought about being acquired? And they said, yeah, of course. And then they ultimately said, wait. And then what they ultimately said was, well, we're just having a real hard time hiring people right now. The Obsidian head continued. Um, so the company wanted the Obsidian team to be moved over to a project that they were currently working on at the time that they just couldn't find the right people to work on it. Mm -hmm. um, but Ur Urquhart, I don't know how to pronounce his name, <laughs> said that the okay. offer <laughs> was turned down because it had to be the uh, you know a cultural fit and they have to be the people, and this is his quotes, that you can sit down and have a beer with. And if they're not, well, maybe you have to reconsider. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it it's kind of like the way uh, Japan, remember when yeah. Microsoft mm -hmm. was trying to, you know, find partners and whatever. And they're like, we no, we don't do business that way. Right. We sit, we eat, we talk, and then we, we talk business. But, but then he said that they're the type of people that you could do it with. So we have two different people saying, yeah, no. <laughs> different. All right. So do you guys remember, remember that uh, when PlayStation was given out free games during the whole COVID thing? They're still doing it, aren't they? No. It happened during, I remember I was writing down the 10 games they gave out, and I was telling people, like, oh, hey, oh, get this oh, game, oh, yeah, get this that. game, get this right. game. Uh, so they saw 60 million games received. So that's pretty damn. Speaking with GameIndustry.biz, Hell's Kitchen's own Jim Ryan said, during the time the initiative <laughs> was live, the free games were redeemed 60 million times by PlayStation players. Hmm. So that was to help with the COVID-19 uh, COVID lockdowns. Uh, so this, they released free games in two waves. So, but okay, I think that they should have just given out PlayStation Plus for free. Yeah. But they probably did this strategically because they were probably, I don't remember, but I think there were Sony games. So they don't, they just tax right off, tax right. right off, tax right off. But that's that's a lot. That's great. Sixty million games for free. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay, so my last piece here. <clears throat> it's a good one. I mean, they all are, right? So <laughs> we all know that Kingdom Hearts Sora was the last character that was announced to join Super Smash Brothers roster. Yes. I mean, and well, so Matsuhiro Sakurai said that he was the most requested character, right? Mm-hmm. So during the presentation, he mentioned six years ago when Super Smash Brothers uh, for the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U were out, there was a poll called the Smash Brothers Fighter Ballot. Mm -hmm. The top choice for the most requested new fighter was Sora. 
Now, it's very interesting because he said that they had been asking for opinions on Super Smash Brothers fighter ballot, and Bayonetta was the number one choice in Europe. In North America, she was among the top five. Wow. Um, And this ranking includes even fighters from previous games in the series, he said. Among the negotiable and realizable characters, Bayonetta was the overall number one choice worldwide. So, if you remember, Sakurai mentioned that he spoke with Satoru Iwata when he was still with us. Oh, yeah, I know that that made me sad. I know, me too. Uh, I still like remember where I was when I heard the news, and I was just like, so so devastating. Anyway, so they decided not to release the results of the ballot. And the reason given was because they did not want the public to reach out to the respective companies and demand them. Oh, yeah. However, if you evaluate Sakurai's words uh, or his choice of words, he had later said that the old veterans like Snake were actually more popular than Bayonetta on the fighter ballot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then how did Bayonetta rank number one overall in Europe? And then, I mean, number one in Europe and then in the world overall. So that would mean that in some countries, Bayonetta was def- uh, defeated by these old veterans, right? She's way hotter than Snake. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you can draw that conclusion from that, right? Yeah. So keeping that in mind and thinking about how Sakurai announced Sora as the most requested new fighter that appeared during the Smash ballot, it could mean that Sora was not the overall number one character. Again. The most requested new fighter oh. that appeared on the ballot. So Event Hubs pointed out that it's very possible that certain veterans that weren't present in Super Smash Brothers 4 actually ranked higher than Sora. Metal Gear Snake was probably the character that actually won the fighter ballot, but we'll never know for sure since the ballot will remain unle- unreleased. Wow. I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. Just curious. But man, that's that, that broke my heart when he he actually discussed it with Iwata. Uh, it's like oh, he wasn't able to see the final. I know. You know the smash babies cry. You know, for the characters they wanted. Okay, I wasn't saying <laughs> I know to that, but <laughs> that was my last one. So back for blood. Players are getting a little upset for single lack of single player progression. So this game is like Left for Dead, which should be played. It should be played with, with friends people, or right. uh, live people, you know. Yeah. And what people were noticing that got uh, early copies that you couldn't progress. Like you get certain cards when you're playing the game, mm-hmm. but when you play single player, you were only getting a s- specific like solo pack cards that you couldn't really use get, use when you play with your buddies. Got it. And um, so a lot of people were upset, which I I get it. But I'm like, this game should never, ever be played by yourself with bots because the the strategy is the zombies will get you and then your friends come and help you or you help them. And when they're bots, you're just like, I'm just going to run to the safe house. The strategy is to have a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so these players are getting these solo decks, uh, which is completely different. And um, I guess you can't... You can't get, I guess, prog- progression in the game. And they're upset. They're contacting Turtle Rock Studios. And they're like, Turtle Rock said, 
We have heard your frustrations about progression in solo mode and are discussing ways to address the issue. Thank you for your patience and feedback at this time. We'll have more news as we strategize on potential ways to make it happen. So, I don't know. It's kind of like, I get it. But then again, if there's that person that doesn't want to play with other people. Right. That's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer. I mean... Sometimes you just don't want to have to play with other people. or, And then, then that means that you really should kind of have your mic, you know, on and stuff. And some people just can't or won't or don't want to. It's, I get it. Yeah. And then I guess PETA is at it again. <laughs> wait, wait. Is there a new cookie mama? No. Okay. Animal Crossing? No. What? what? Uh, Far Cry 6 is oh, okay. cockfighting minigame. Do they really have that? Yeah, it's just, look, it's a game, and I don't get it. It's just, it's kind of like Dave Chappelle's comedy thing where yeah. people are getting killed in the game. People are getting murdered, shot in the face, ran the over and stuff, and all of a sudden it's like... The chickens! And I guess they're saying, turning <laughs> a horrific blood sport like cockfighting into a Mortal Kombat-style video game <laughs> <laughs> is, mean, is a far cry from the real innovation. I guess. Uh, today's society that. is strongly opposed to forcing animals to fight to death. Of course. Yeah. I, I'm against. Me too. I hate. I can't even fathom people have dog fights. Dog fights. I was thinking about fights. that also. Right. Um, and my uncle used to do that. Isn't that crazy? That's disgusting. I know. I was, so, I was really little. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, I never saw it. Thank God. Yeah. But it's something I don't agree with at all. Yeah, and it says roosters used in cockfights are fitted with sharp spurs that tear through flesh and bone, causing agonizing and fatal injuries. Peter Latino urges Ubisoft to replace Peter Latino. What does this have to do with Latinos? Why isn't it just Peter? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. But so so Peter is upset and. I'm like, it is a video game, but I guess, uh, you know how, remember, remember back then, it's a, it's a no, uh, like a slow news, news day, and they would just find any kind of article and post about it. Maybe PETA doesn't have, doesn't have anything to fight for, so they're just like, hey, let's just go ahead and um, let's make this into a story. Video game cockfighting. Isn't, I'm sure that's not the only game that has that kind of stuff. Um, I mean... I don't know how it's introduced in the game and it could be introduced as a negative thing. And they're like, how can you have that in there? Cause it's showing it's negative, but I don't know. They could show it as, Hey, this is fun. I really don't know. Um, there's always context, you know what I mean? And it's also, it's, it's a game. What did they do it? Like that, uh, card game, like on the Witcher, there was a card game that got so popular. They released the card game as a, an actual game. And what if they did that where the cockfighting was actually so good, they released the minigame. Oh, my gosh. The cockfighting mini. <laughs> my last bit of news. Bloodborne producer, Masaki Yamagiwa. 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 Uh, working with Team Ninja on an unknown project. Ooh. Bloodborne producer, uh, Masaki <laughs> Yamagiwa will be working with Team Ninja on a new project. Wait a that, minute. What was hmm. his name? Are you I'm serious? just kidding. No. Jeez. <laughs> uh, the collaboration was revealed by former SIE Worldwide Studios president Shuhei Yoshida. Oh, Shu, Shu, Shu. Yeah. 
uh, who tweeted a picture of a meeting between Yamagiwa. <laughs> Why are you Yama- laughing at his name? Could be mean. <laughs> Yamagiwa, Team Ninjas Fumihiko Yasuda, and himself at Team Ninja Studios. Team Ninja is currently working on a Stranger of Paradise. Final Fantasy Origin, although it is unlikely to be the only project in pro- in progress. You can't even at, say progress. Progress <laughs> at the developer. Oh so this gosh. is this is cool um, because you know he worked on Bloodborne, mm-hmm. and then it's like cool. I, I've always liked Team Ninja, but I I prefer the Team Ninja with that uh, uh, to- Tobinobu Itagaki. Itagaki. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see. It, it should be good. You know, I wouldn't mind another Ninja Gaiden. That'd be great. But yeah, that's that's all the news we have for today. So remember, guys, everyone, be kind to one another. Smile, wave. Let's be, let's be good humans, right? Is it good humans? Good uh-huh. people. <laughs> let's just smile and greet everyone. But uh, yeah, I'll leave you with that. Everyone. Be safe and keep gaming.